welcome to the podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This, and I'm your host, Aaron, and with me is your host, Nick. I'm Nick! I need to come up with a better, like, <laughs> catchphrase what? or lead-in. You don't have Stinger. much time left to do that, Nick, because we are... Well, we're watching all the MCU films in order. Yeah. And there's 23 of them. We just watched film number 22. Woo! Endgame. This is the the real one. Yeah. So I've I've watched this film probably five times. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, you just watched it for the first time. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about it. Uh, let's jump right into it. I mean, episode twenty two. You know what you're signing up for. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what's your hot take? What'd you think? Uh, so I'll be honest with you. I was a little trepidatious going into this because i was like uh, i think i know what's gonna happen i'm not feeling emotionally invested i just don't know uh and then it it, it was great uh <laughs> i loved it it it, it had enough of a curveball so i was right i called a lot of it but it had enough of a curveball to make it matter again if mm-hmm. that makes sense absolutely um yeah. and then you know the big the big emotional moments uh landed this time because they were for real they weren't undoable right yes they made a a big point of that to say this is these things can't be undone and and these things can Uh uh to help you know so you you can't so you don't get that sense that like oh we can just undo whatever you know whatever we want right okay well um, I, i really enjoyed it um there's a ton that happens there's a lot to talk about um yeah but yeah I mean, for a three-hour movie, it, it's pretty breathless. Yeah, and, and that's how I felt about Infinity War 2. Infinity War's two hours and 40 minutes. And they added another 20 minutes to this one. And it's still, like, it's still when it happens, you just can't believe that it's three hours long. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a weird paradox. Because it's, like, it feels both, like, too short, you know, like, it's going by too fast. But then also, like you've been watching it like your whole life. Yeah. It's a weird mix how they do it. Um, well, so since there's people maybe who didn't just finish watching a three hour film, let's see if you can do a recap in three minutes. Oh boy. So that's an hour per minute. Yep. Uh, I believe in you. I um, don't. So each second should be one minute of the film. <laughs> if, that, if that helps. Yeah. It helps a lot. I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, this film was actually three hours and two minutes, so I'll give you three minutes and two seconds. Oh, that's very kind of you. How magnanimous. <laughs> I think those extra two seconds are going to make the difference. You probably uh, already started anyway. I haven't. I'm going to do it for real oh, because okay. this this can't be undone, Nick. All right. <laughs> Your time starts now. Okay. In game. All right. We start with Hawkeye on the farm with his family. Uh, bam. His family gets snapped. Uh, right off the bat. Uh, so that's where we're at. Um, so Tony Stark and Nebula are stuck in space adrift, um, but they're rescued by Captain Marvel, who flies them to the Avengers um, headquarters. Tony's very upset, um, uh, and turns out they're going to go after Thanos. Um, so they get there. He says that, they, that he's already destroyed the Infinity Stone. They can't get him back. They can't undo it. And Thor beheads him. Woo! Then five years later, what? Okay, Captain America's in a group therapy session. He's talking about moving on. Uh, San Francisco, Scott Lang gets ejected from the quantum realm accidentally by a rat. Uh, 
Black Widow is sort of running the Avengers, I guess. Like, they're trying to sort of keep things together, but it's really sort of like low-level, just keeping the world from falling apart. Um, Barton is off doing some vigilante stuff. Um, so Scott Lang shows up to the Avengers. Um, and he says time works differently in the quantum realm, and he thinks there might be something there. Um, so Tony Stark uh, has a kid now with Pepper Potts. Um, they visit him to enlist his help on this quote-unquote time heist. Uh, he doesn't bite, so they go to see Hulk slash Banner. Uh, he's both now. Uh, Tony <laughs> is uh, um, working on it from home, turns out, and he figures it out apparently like that um so they i just snapped by the way they uh <laughs> they, they start uh time travel tests at the adventure lab and they kind of get it um and tony shows up with uh <laughs> what he says a time space gps which made me snort and uh he and uh cap are kind of on the same team again and everybody starts working on this whole project and the whole team gets back together um to rocket banner go to get thor he's all fat now but he comes back with them um cuts a hawkeye vigilanteing um so Natasha recruits him. He goes in, uh, and he goes actually comes back and goes on like this time travel test run, uh, and it works. Um, so they do they plan their time heist. They're going to New York 2012. Um, Hulk goes for the time stone. Um, Rocket and Thor go to Asgard to get the ether from Jane's body. Um, but Thor's freaking out. Um, he winds up talking to his mom. We'll, we'll get back to that. Um, Morag in 2014. Um, Rhodey and Nebula go after another stone. Um, Nebula, Gamora, and Thanos in the past are looking for that same stone. Uh-oh, and guess what happens? They get a reading from present-day Nebula. Uh, so Tony, Captain, and Ant-Man... Uh, are going after Loki's scepter in New York. Um, so Cap pretends to be Hydra and steals the stone. It was pretty funny. Um, but Loki steals the stone from him and disappears. Um, so Cap has to fight himself um, to get the uh, to get the thing. Um, so Banner talks with uh, the Sorceress Supreme um, about the timeline. And they talk about timelines, which I'm glad. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then she realizes that because... Oh, man. I'm not even, I'm not even halfway through my notes here. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to keep going. Uh, so she realizes that because Strange, Dr. Strange gave the stone to Thanos, that that was probably for a reason. Uh, that was probably the plan. So she gives it to uh, Hulk. So cut to Thanos, and he's realizing that there's another nebula. Um, so, uh-oh, bad guy's figuring it out. So Thor talks to his ma. Um, she knows instantly he's from the future and gets a pep talk from her and feels better. Um, he also gets Mjolnir back, and they boogie. Uh, and they get the, the, the ether from uh, Jane's body, apparently. Um, so Nebula and Rhodey get the stone uh, that Star-Lord got in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so the good Nebula knows that Thanos knows but she gets captured by Thanos. Uh-oh. So Captain Tony go to S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 70s to get uh, the Mist Stone. They missed a stone. And uh, they're also going to get more Pym particles so that they can uh, pull this heist off. Um, so Tony meets his dad and gets the stone. Uh, Steve sees Margaret Carter, his old love, um, and they get out of there. Um, so Bad Nebula is going to go back to the future as Good Nebula, masquerading as Good Nebula. Um, she does that. So Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Black Widow um, are going to get the Soul Stone, and uh, Natasha winds up sacrificing herself, um, and Barton gets the stone. Um, so they've got all the stones now. They make an Infinity Gauntlet, and Banner is going to wear it, and he goes to unsnap uh, everybody. But just as he's doing that, um, Bad Nebula is opening this portal, and she brings Thanos to present day. Um, so Banner snaps 
or unsnaps, I guess. It works. And right as he does that, um, Thanos blows up the facility and goes after the stones. Um, so Gamora and the Good Nebula team up. Uh, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America have this big fight with Thanos. They're trying to hold him off. Um, his plan is now to destroy everything this time and create his own universe. Because um, destroying, he sees now destroying half the universe didn't work the way he thought it was going to. So he's going to destroy everything. Um, all right, so Captain America, turns out he can wield uh, Mjolnir now um, because apparently he's worthy, which I thought was neat. Um, so <laughs> then Thanos gets his army down to Earth. Um, basically, even though he's already going to like destroy everybody by snapping, uh, I think he kind of wants to make it hurt. So he gets his army down to Earth, and he's just going to like really really you know destroy earth um and make it ugly um but then all of a sudden right when that is about to happen all of the unsnapped avengers show up with all of their respective armies and there's this huge big fight it's awesome um they have like a relay race with the gauntlet through the battlefield um passing it from one avenger to the next um captain marvel shows up and blows up the ship uh, right on time but right as that's happening thanos does get the gauntlet uh-oh um but right as he gets the gauntlet and snaps nothing happens and it turns out that tony was able to suck the stones out and he's got the stones in his gauntlet so tony stark snaps all the bad guys including thanos saves the day but it kills him it's too much he sacrifices himself to save everyone uh so uh they the good guys win uh but Tony Stark is dead. Iron Man is dead. So we see uh, the funeral. Uh, we see Thor leaving Valkyrie in charge of new Valhalla. Uh, Thor goes with the Guardians. Um, presumably they're going to go look for... Um, uh, um, Gamora. Gamora, who is missing. And uh, let's see. Captain is going to return the stones to their timelines. Uh, so he goes and does that. Um, but he comes back as an old man because apparently he chose to live a full life with um, Carter, with his old love, with Margaret Carter. Um, and he gives the shield to Sam to carry on the torch as Captain America. And uh, that's the end. That's the end. Wow. That was, uh, I really thought you were going to do it uh, there, but. Uh, did you? Uh... Did yeah, you? I did. Well, at first, the first minute, I was like, oh man, he is on pace. And then. <laughs> And then no, nope. That's uh, tough. That's a tough one. It's a, it's a, it's a mouthful of a movie for yeah. sure. So and you, you know what? I didn't want to skip right anything, in. and and there's a lot of things that happen that are important. And uh, yeah, let's dive oh, yeah. in. What do you, what do you no, want to start yeah. with? So let's let's talk about the thing that really kind of floored me is I think it's like about 20 minutes into the movie, there's that time jump of five years. Yeah. Uh, or, like you know they because they they find thanos and kill him and then like they're, they're kind of like oh what do we do now yeah because they they don't have the stones anymore uh did you see something like that coming at all any, no i didn't any see clue? anything uh no i didn't um i thought that was great i thought it was a nice touch because it sort of allowed everyone to go their separate ways you sort of see the result it, it, it's almost like that was a decision they made in response to some people saying like, well, Thanos's idea isn't like the worst, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it, people will be, but it really showed that like everyone would just fell into despondency and despair. And the world was, 
dirty and yeah. filled, you know, with it was just crumbling. Like it, it wasn't like yeah. it gave the other remaining half room to flourish. It basically just killed everyone's spirit. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, like it's just Thanos is a true um like uh psychopath or sociopath i can't remember the difference just now but basically he doesn't feel like what other people feel yeah so he like in his mind like oh this would be great you know there's more food to go around but like if half your family died you wouldn't be glad there's more food to go around you would be sad that your family is dead yeah and he doesn't understand that he's almost like looking at it like you would like a garden like you know Mm -hmm. if you plant a bunch of carrots in a row as seeds mm-hmm. as they come up you have to selectively weed them out to allow the stronger ones to keep growing and he's sort of thinking well i'm, right. I'm doing that and then i'm leaving more room for the rest to grow um not mm-hmm. not really right. thinking about that each individual carrot is a is a person and has all these <laughs> I- interconnected <laughs> yeah. ties with all the other carrots and you know right and that's kind of like the carrot whole, babies the, the whole thing about humanity or or just in general you know like we help the weaker carrots out you know because we don't want like we you know we don't want them to die right our goal is not to just be the the like a large small crop of big carrots it's to (laughs) it's for all the carrots to live exactly uh (laughs) so yeah he was definitely wrong um i like the jumping to the end when he he mentions this time, you know, you've, you've showed me that my plan wasn't good yeah. and that this time I have to kill everybody and basically I'll build a, a new universe, my own design. Yeah. Um, add some more stakes so that we know, like, okay, what makes this fight different than the fight at the end of Infinity War? Yeah. Like, if he just snaps and they go their separate ways, like, can somebody else just do this again? Right. Like, over and over again. And th- he kind of definitively says, like, yep, yeah, this is the real one. Yeah. And uh, there isn't going to be a do-over because I, if I win, that's it. Yeah, I'm killing all y'all. Yeah, so I, I I like that adding that they they found a lot of good ways to just kind of touch on like the the time travel trump card and how it can you know like how they can still make a narrative work without you the threat of like well, we'll just go back in time and undo it yeah uh, well I because- think it was interesting that like it, Thanos it, past Thanos sees that his plan comes to fruition mm-hmm. and he's yeah. but he's like well that's not good enough like i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna use what i know now to get the stones now and just, like i've changed my mind like yeah. it's it's very interesting like i i almost thought that he would just sort of be like oh sweet this is like confirmation that i'm gonna like succeed in doing what i want but right it that does nothing but change his mind about what he wants he i i really like the the difference between 2014 thanos and 2018 Thanos like there's definitely been a a shift in his character and the way he acts in those timelines is is different um he is much less I mean he still has that mentality of like sending people in to do his work for him Uh but in 2018 we see he's once he's got the stones he's like waiting in there you know what I mean like he's ready to because he fights he fights Hulk you know without even using the stone on the Asgardian ship at the beginning of Infinity War and then he fights on Titan and he fights on Earth whereas in this one you know he kind of is ready to sit back and let Nebula do the work you know he could have dove in there so and he's definitely a um I don't know. It's not exactly like the 2018 Thanos was like a big uh, cuddly teddy bear, but the 2014 Thanos seems a lot more brutal somehow. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to. 
put that into like, words. Like but he, his quest for the stones had made him that way. Yeah, like he he didn't. I, and I think that's a good point. I think him sacrificing Gamora for the Soul Stone and everything he had to do to get them and all the failures and setbacks over the years getting those stones, uh, you know, gave him a journey and gave him a character arc. And 2014 Thanos is just getting hit, the stones handed to him. Yeah. And he didn't have to work for him. And so it's, it, there's something there. I think that's mm-hmm. it, it, it's interesting to see that he didn't he didn't earn them. Right. And even though he very nearly won again, yeah. it was yeah. it was really a close one uh, in that final fight. But uh, let's let's uh, let's work our way there. I keep jumping ahead. Um, <laughs> so I like so the, I, another what that five year jump also allowed the movie to do was to be a reunion movie. Mm-hmm. Like it it showed us the some immediate aftermath. But then jumping ahead five years allowed us to have let each person have gone and had five years to drift away and to go do their own thing. And you see how each one processed things differently. You yeah. know, Tony Stark has basically just shut it out and he's trying to sort of make a life for himself. Like, and he mm-hmm. actually seems very happy. You know, he's got a family, he's got his kid. Um, we'll get to, we'll get to, that in a bit about sort of his purpose and the 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 one great line about would you be able to rest um Mm -hmm. but you know he's kind of doing that um you know hulk banner kind of just seems to be doing his own thing like he's figured out how to be both and so like Mm -hmm. he's worked on himself um he just sort of like seems a little happy-go-lucky honestly he's taking pictures with um you know with kids selfies with kids um while Natasha is like running herself ragged, trying to sort of keep some semblance of the Avengers running and trying to keep an eye on the world. But they're down to like trying to stop drug cartels at this point, like really low level stuff. Like, um, and apparently not doing a really good job of that at all. Um, I I think, I think that's, we'll talk about that for a minute. Yeah. I think, yeah, the Avengers have definitely, drop down to just kind of like a global like fbi like level you know they um and i think part of it is you know everybody's doing their own like dealing with their own stuff uh so like other planets don't have a chance to like cause trouble with earth because they're dealing with their own collapse and then on earth even even that is just kind of like you know there and i think you get the sense that natalie's just like looking for something to fix or to to solve or to win some level of victory um okoye mentions uh an earthquake in in the middle of the atlantic ocean yeah and natasha's like well how are we handling it and she's like we don't handle it what do we do what are we going to do about it it's an earthquake bless you thank you (laughs) what are we going to do about it you know this is a uh this is not something to handle right and you know but she's just so fixated on like she she wants to try to bring back, I guess, some of that old life of being an Avenger. And it's yeah. just not, it's just not there anymore. It's not a need. And, and, uh, Captain America, you know, says to her, um, maybe this doesn't need doing, right. like maybe you don't need to be, maybe nobody needs to do this. Yeah. Uh, when he mentions she needs to take a break, she's like, who would do this? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, with Tony, we see that, you know, the snap is kind of, you know, he's definitely found uh, a new life 
um in that failure in that defeat he's he's okay like he he would if they never came to his house that day he would have lived out the rest of his life and been i think completely content and happy um but he was he he had would, found his I'd peace. actually take issue with that. I think, you think so? I think that he had found a level of happiness, but I think that deep down he he has always been guilty and always mm-hmm. felt like you know there was something that he could have done and I think that failure was always with him. Mm-hmm. Um and I think you know he he initially said like you know no thanks thanks but no thanks get out of here. Um but he almost instantly goes inside and starts working on the problem. That's true. Um, That's true. I mean, I, I think you're right. He would have been, he would have had a content life, but I think there, he would have, there would have been a kernel inside him that like, that we saw it. Like when he got back, um, right after the events in the, in the opening, uh, when Captain Marvel brings them back and he's all emaciated and sickly and uh-huh. he's just filled with rage and bitterness that about their failure. And mm-hmm. I think he still carries that with him deep inside, but he's mm-hmm. condensed it and hidden it away like deep in him. But I think that that's driving him at all times. Hmm. All right. That's my take. Gotcha. And that's See, why yeah, he's that... so willing to, I mean, that's why ultimately why he is willing to make that sacrifice. I, I, See, and it's interesting because I, I think we have different takes on this because I, I agree with you. I think that once he knew there was a chance because he does have like a, a hero's heart and he can't he like he was like, OK, well, I have to do it now. Like there's no not doing this. And, and he was kind of like and he was playing with it and he was kind of like maybe you th- I got the sense maybe he was like, uh, this is silly. I'm building a time machine. That's not a thing. And this isn't going to work. And then I can go back to sleep. But then once he sees it. And he, he he talks it over with Pepper, and he's like, I could just not work on it anymore. Yeah. And she's like, that's... Now that... And I, to me, I think it's now that he knows he can do something, he has to do something. I, uh, absolutely. He, I, I don't think yeah. that, that doesn't gel with how I interpret it. No, it, it doesn't. I, You're I, right. I think, I think I interpreted that conversation he had with Pepper as... I'm trying to show you that I'm offering to not do this but we both know i'm going to oh i see that and yeah that I, she, I get that she finally was like i know you are and it's okay yeah and she agreed yeah. she eventually was like well w-, you know he said i can come to bed and she said but would you be able to rest yeah um which i thought was a great line and it turns out yeah that they did too because they, <laughs> they used they, it again at the end yeah yeah it was a callback it was a yeah. callback uh yeah uh so but not everybody processed the five years as well as Tony, because we find Thor, who has uh, definitely let his uh, depression consume him. Oh, yeah. He's fat. He's an alcoholic. He it does nothing. He, his, his Yeah, his biggest concern is the cables out or, you know, the guy on the video game is being mean to his friend. Like yeah. that's, and that's like the most heroic he gets is just yelling at what's clearly a child yeah. in a video game, yeah. you know, who's being mean. Uh, he's, yeah, he's completely, you know, and he's, he, the way he processes it, you know, through food and through alcohol and just kind of having this, like, I don't really care about anything attitude, you know, like, and it's like, you know, we're, you know, are you guys here to hang out? You know, he's using Stormbreaker to open his beer bottle, you know, like he's just kind of got this, like, this very thin layer of like, oh, it's just a party, you know, we're just hanging out. What's, you know, nothing matters. 
and you know we see that he's just uh, like when when uh hulk says you know the name thanos to him yeah that's when it it just all like you know he lets that veil slip and you see that he's just you know he's he cannot he can't live with it you know he's like all of that is just to distract him even for like a minute yeah uh he's so i mean he's he's probably the most one of the most tragic figures in the mcu when you consider where he started uh which was you know like this prince who had like everything Uh next in line for the throne and uh definitely a life of luxury and a great warrior and loses it all like very quickly yeah his father his kingdom his eye his brother yep half his people yeah and then and then he he loses he has his shot to prevent the worst thing to ever happen to the universe Mm -hmm. and he messes it up yep like just unbelievable and he uh you can see like the little like hints that like this has started you know before he kills thanos in uh when he when they're all talking about going to get him he's drinking a beer he's snacking while they're all talking Mm -hmm. you know like it's already well like we've never really seen thor eat before yeah (laughs) and like now he's you know he's already kind of turning to that so it's uh he, he his his arc really um it rings really true to me, uh, and I think Chris Hemsworth does a great job with it. But it's it's really um, heartbreaking, you know, where yeah. he, he like the the mission to to get when we get to the time heist, you know, him and Rocket have to go get the ether, and it's it's almost like they're getting the ether, but also they're trying to like it turns into like saving Thor, yeah, you know, and absolutely. like he has to have this pep talk with his mom, uh-huh. like just to keep going because he's ready to just go to the cellar with no plan and just drink all the ale there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I love, I love the treatment of that character. I love where it went. I love that little redemption arc, um, sort of, uh, you know, him speaking with his mother and, you know, some words of wisdom. Like I I do, I I love the, everybody fails, uh, about who they're supposed to be, um, trying to be who they're supposed to be. It's whether or not you succeed, being who you are um right paraphrased but yeah um, yeah i thought that was very nice and it was sort of saying like you know okay like that's happened but what are you going to do now um and it was good and then you kind of get you saw him get his mojo back and um <laughs> it was pretty great uh later on you know when they get ready to fight thanos um and he he kind of like channels the lightning and his brig his beard gets braided again and his <laughs> yeah know, he just yeah. he's still fat but he looks he looks a little bit like uh, a little more like thor of old yes i um <clears throat> while, we're, while we're still on thor i like where he like his insistence that he has to be the one to snap and he's his his thinking is you know like well he, what his argument is is uh, i'm the strongest so yeah. obviously it should be me but he breaks down when he gets that he feels that resistance and he's like, I just want to do something right. Like, yeah. I want I know I can snap my fingers. Like, let me do that. Let me be the one. And he does not care if it kills him. Or right. Not. You know, yeah. he's like that. He could care less. He just wants to do the thing. Yeah. And uh, it's really sad where he's and they, they cut it. They cut it with like and a lot of these scenes. They they cut like when he's having his breakdown with his mom. 
they cut to um, Quill doing the opening for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh-huh. and like they they see like the actual outside perspective, and and that scene where he's has the breakdown about wanting to snap his fingers, he's one of his arguments. He's like, "Do you know what runs through my veins?" <laughs> yeah, and cheese whiz. Yeah, he says cheese whiz, and I love it. I love his point at him. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Don't say that. I'm I'm being serious right now. <laughs> I, I loved all the the jokes. The uh, Lebowski, he calling him, you know, the big Lebowski uh, <laughs> when they're in the hangar getting ready. And his whole sequence where he's explaining the plot of the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so funny. So, um, um, let's see who else. So. Um, what's his face um hawkeye has been he has dealt poorly with his family being snapped um Mm -hmm. and has sort of decided to single-handedly go after bad guys again more like gang level kind of like cartel kind of he's just fighting other humans he's just finding the bad guys and trying to kill them all essentially Mm -hmm. and and my reading of that is he's you know, he he says, oh, I'm, you know, it's not fair. My family died and you got to live. So that's not fair. So I'm going to kill you. But I also think he's just trying to find, he just wants to kill people because he's so mad. Yeah. He's like, this is what I do. I kill people. So I'm just going to find people to kill and I'll find the least moral, morally objectionable people yeah. to kill. Right. And, but like when he ran out of cartel, you know, members and, and Yakuza, like, would he be done? I don't know. He's right. he's definitely in a very dark place. Yeah. So luckily, Natasha comes along at a good time and recruits him to to come be part of the team again. Um, and I was wondering if it would, you know, if he would resist it. But he he pretty quickly was like, yeah, okay. Like you know, I think he 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 yeah. you know was directionless and knew it and was happy to have a purpose. And also knew exactly, that, that and he could probably kill some more bad guys. Well, yeah, and and the chance to see his family again. He's like, you know, Absolutely. he says, you know, don't give me hope, and 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 because he knows, like, once he's got that, like, okay, well, then that's this is I'm all in. Let's do this, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just the the faintest glimmer of of getting his old life back. Yeah. Um, we we kind of we we brushed over it. Um, Professor Hulk is what yeah. people. That's what he was in the comics when he's combined okay um they refer to him as smart hulk when they were talking about him okay. uh but that's something that happens you know during that five years we don't get to see uh-huh. um he mentions it took 18 months in a lab yeah. to like finally get it to happen and he also seems like pretty at peace with the with the world and the way it is and mm-hmm. like he's definitely battled his inner demons and he's he's content with himself uh, which is nice to see, like, uh, uh, you know, at least somebody on the team who's centered and, mm-hmm. you know, is is in a good place. He was actually, um, just a little bit of trivia, the original plan was to have him, have his arc uh, be on screen, have him become Smart Hulk on screen at the end of Infinity War. Oh. He was going to burst out of the Hulkbuster armor as a combination of Bruce Banner and Hulk. Okay. Um, which they kind of planted the seeds for at the beginning of Infinity War, and um, that was going to be a bigger arc in the in the thing would be him working out with Hulk and then um, working out his differences with Hulk and then them joining together. Um, he would burst out of the Hulkbuster armor in Wakanda and then beat Cole Obsidian, and they had to scrap it though 
um, because it was too much of a victory in that back half of that movie. Oh, and they okay. didn't they didn't want anything that felt like the good guys are winning or the tide was turning. They didn't want to disrupt the tone of just like utter defeat. Interesting. And so they, they didn't want that. They were like, it, it does the Thanos's win at the end. It does that disservice and it does the Hulk storyline disservice. And apparently, I think they filmed some of it because they showed some to test audiences and they were not into the tonal shift. They didn't really like it. Interesting. So they decided it didn't work and, and cut it all out. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that's a good and then we decision. See, uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm a I'm bummed we didn't get to see it. I would have liked to have to to you know it's always better to you know show don't tell, but um but given the way they they did everything else like that's pretty much the only way you could do it because you you know they were right to cut it out of the end of Infinity War. It would have felt weird and out of place. Yeah, there and then if you're doing five years later, I mean you're either doing a time jump or you're not like they can't show us like a montage during that five years, you right. know? Um, so I, I think, I think they did the right thing, but it's just, there's a little, a little piece of me. It's like, I, I wish that had gotten a little more, but you know, it's, you have a big movie like that. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much for them to go through. And um, I mean, honestly, like it, you know, for things to feel rushed in a three-hour movie is pretty remarkable. It's to, to yeah. imagine that they were going to combine this, that it was all going to be one movie, uh, <laughs> is is un, it's just funny. I mean, they could have cut this into two movies, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and 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 honestly, with the Hulk thing, there's nothing missing necessarily. It's more of just like I would have liked. To oh, have seen absolutely. It. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. we got everything we needed to make it make sense. Yeah. I'm sure that like it would have been neat seeing what a lot of them were doing during that time period. I think you could have a lot of fun with like all of Hawkeye's ridiculous adventures, you know, yeah. chasing down bad guys. And um, so let's talk about um, Ant-Man for a sec. Scott Lang. Um, so he finally kind of gets to hang with the 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 full Avengers. Um, he <laughs> accidentally gets ejected from the thing because like a, a mouse accidentally hits the right combination of uh, buttons um and all of his stuff is so i I liked that happening then because it it he his eyes were you know we the audience could view what had happened through his eyes we're we're trying to process it too so his questions are our questions um so that's that was helpful um you know, seeing those monuments to everybody that were that was gone, mm-hmm. um, yeah, was was pretty dark and um, pretty. It, it I was wondering how he was going to fit in, and it turns out like he had the the kernel of the idea that started the whole thing. That was like Absolutely. quantum mechanics can do this. Even Tony Stark hadn't thought of that um, or right. had dismissed it. You know, y- yeah. So. Uh, he couldn't take it any further than that, but he at least was like, no, let's try. And uh, I, I think it is important. That's an important position that he's in, but I think it is interesting that, and I, I assume that, you know, it, it's, it's movies. We can Im- imagine that like the, the 30 seconds of Tony designing a thing on his computer was really like many many hours of him messing with uh-huh. it and thinking about it but like uh-huh. he almost like figures it out too quickly for me like yeah. if it was that easy like 
how, how come you didn't already think of this, man? <laughs> um, well, but you know, yeah. it, it, it's just something that he hadn't considered it, it, at all, I guess. Um, he he mentions because you know Scott's like, well, this is how it could work, and I I didn't came back. I'm proof that it works, and he's like, no, you survived it. You didn't like do it. Like yeah. this is what it's a cosmic fluke that you did it, but like. And so that's kind of why he was like, you kind of get the idea that he didn't ever think about it. Yeah. But then when he's his like, understanding he was not complete. So he, he looked more into it and he's like, oh, wait, yeah, maybe not. He, yeah, because definitely, like you said, the colonel was there and he's like, oh, well, you did come back, though. So let's mm-hmm. maybe I'll mess with it. And I like to think it was maybe even a couple of weeks he was working on it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I would like that better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that Ant-Man thing. I think part of Ant-Man's um, determination is that for him, it's only been five hours. Yeah. So like everybody else has lived with these people being dead for five years and they didn't come back after five hours or five weeks or five months. Right. So they're just kind of like, even though there's a lot of talk about moving on and how they can't at a certain level, they have accepted their reality. Right. They're living and, in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Scott's like this, I just found out, like I reject this, yeah. like there's a way to do it. And I, I, I think that's an important piece of his character too, that he is, you know, so fresh to the situation. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to just take it that this is the way it is. Right. Um, let's talk. So about, yeah, we haven't talked about, um, Gamora. Yeah. Um, who, you know, this is the 2014 version of Gamora. Uh, who is still not, and you wonder what, at what point she decided to turn on Thanos because she's obviously still working with him, w- whether or not her goals are the you know she's fully committed to preventing him from doing it or if she's just kind of biding her time or whatever. Um, she's you know this is you know I guess a couple of I mean she, I guess she has decided to make sure that Thanos doesn't ever get a stone. But she's she's obviously still with him. You know, she hasn't escaped, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and run away. Like, so she's it, it, it's interesting to see. And then Nebula, it's, it's interesting to see her and Nebula's dynamic before they were on opposite sides uh, like they were in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You yeah. Because she's, I mean, I guess participating in killing all those people. And yeah. if Thanos is killing them, like, what did they, I mean, they probably didn't do anything wrong. Or, right. You know, like yeah. he, oh, Thanos probably doesn't have a just cause yeah. for killing those it, people. It's interesting to see that because you really only see Gamora as an antagonist for like ten minutes, like in in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy when she's trying to yeah. initially steal it, the stone from from um, from Quill, but then she's sort mm-hmm. of like after that, it's just a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty quick. So it is interesting, and and you're you're right. I think she has already made that decision, but we, she hasn't acted on it yet mm-hmm. um so i think it is interesting to 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 for her to have to be thrown into the situation where she is offered that opportunity perhaps sooner than she would have although yeah i guess presumably if quill was about to steal it then she was about to go after him and yeah. about to make that decision so like she's almost there like mentally yeah. so like yeah weeks or days or whatever like she's probably already decided what she's going to do, but she doesn't know how or what exactly. Yeah. She's kind of waiting for the opportunity. Uh, I think cause we, we see when he comes, when Thanos is uh, introduced in that scene, and I think it's the first time we see him in 2014, he's like wiping his blade from all the uh, blood on it. He was in down there fighting. And he says, Ronan's discovered the orb. 
Um, and, you know, so I'm going to dispatch you to his ship to, like, help him get it or whatever. And and so that's where we see, like, that tracks because, um, you know, of course, we know Ronan's guys were on Morag. That's who Quill was fighting with. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that also explains why Nebula's on the ship with Ronan. You know, like, that kind of just sets that whole thing up. Yeah. Um, and so, but the first time we see Gamora, I want to say, is on Xandar. Um, I think you're right. And uh, so did they both, did Nebula and Gamora both get dispatched? Because he's talking to Gamora and then Nebula like cuts in front of her and is kind of like, I'll go. Like, yeah. I won't let you down. And so I wonder if like he sends Nebula and then Gamora just like splits from there. And it's like, I got to intercept the stone before Ronan gets it. Yeah, so he won't be. give it to Thanos. Could be. Yeah. Um, so let's speaking talk, of, let's talk Nebula. Sure. Um, uh, so she has, you know, at the beginning you see her taking care of a very sick, uh, Tony, you know, when they're adrift in space, um, you sort of see the change in her, um, mm-hmm. that she like after a life of pain and suffering and hatred and murder and everything, she has opened up her sort of self to the idea of compassion, you know, and of empathy and, uh, it's not like a totally foreign thing. It sort of seems to be coming naturally to her. It's just something mm-hmm. that is new to her. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought I really enjoyed the arc of Nebula's redemption um, and sort of becoming a good guy. Um, and very interesting to then sort of pit her against the old version of herself. I thought that was a really clever use of this. And that's where it all falls apart, plot-wise, was she, you know, was part machine or and, you know, logged into the Wi-Fi or whatever. And <laughs> so they uh, they know that there's another nebula out there. Uh, and, in fact, they're, like, getting sort of cross uh, signals. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how they're able to, to catch on to what's going on. Otherwise, presumably, they would have pretty easily been able to undo... Um, y- yeah, if they if they had left Nebula, I guess they couldn't have because she had knowledge of, you know, 2014 and that part of it. But it's unfortunate because they, they had left her. They totally would have got away with it. Yeah. And she um, presumably, you know, hadn't didn't know that that would happen. Although, like for a minute there, I was like, she should have known. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it happened. Um, yeah, it, it did. But so I I, I, I I am intrigued by that. Like, you know, like I think that's a lot of like, you know, what helps Gamora decide right then to make that decision that she, she was already going to make. But she sees that even Nebula comes around and knows that what they're doing is wrong. Then that mm-hmm. would certainly reaffirm um, any decision that she was going to make. Absolutely. Um. So let's 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 talk about the the time heist, uh, which I love that they named like that part <laughs> yeah. of the film. Yeah, uh, it was a great Ant Man contribution because he's all about a heist, uh-huh. and that's kind of what his movies are all about. So it's it was great to see that. Um, I love that uh, such a big like it all took place during like movies we'd seen before, yeah. which was a really awesome touch. So of course, a uh, big part of it was the battle of New York, uh, from the first Avengers movie. Uh-huh. And they split into the different teams where we find out what, 
the ancient one was doing during that fight she was kind of like invisibly like protecting the sanctum yeah. from them yeah. which of course the chitari weren't particularly interested in that building any more than any other building yeah. but she was making sure they were not getting close uh-huh. and and blowing them up uh and she clearly knows dr strange is coming so she indicates you know i've i've seen the future i know dr strange is going to be joining us in five years yeah and and you're too early which i loved and they got a great little bit of that exposition where she can explain like how they need to adjust their mission to bring all the stones back yeah so that to me was like the crux of making everything fit together nicely Mm -hmm. um and also like I don't know. I I think that made it cool. So like, that's the, I'll I'll take credit for calling uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange's statement about there being one, one in fifty billion whatever fourteen million timelines or chances. That I think Tony thinks of it as like a one in fourteen million chance. But yeah. Doctor Strange is actually saying like I see these many timelines and this is the only one <laughs> where this happens yeah. because she mm-hmm. points out that. You know, if you remove these stones, you're creating new timelines, which uh-huh. I'm glad that they talked about because that's the only way you can think about this. Uh-huh. Um, I, I thought it was, I like, it, it was a little convenient that they were like, no, 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 we'll bring them back right when we take them. And so it won't create a new uh, <laughs> timeline. Like as if there was like, like an hour or two wiggle room before a new timeline <laughs> branches off. Like, yeah. uh you know, we'll just bring it back. Like, I'm going to take it, but I'm going to show up again in five minutes after we, you know, <laughs> um, which presumably is what Captain America did. Like, Banner yeah. would have taken it, and then Captain America popped in 30 it, seconds later. Came yeah. Back. yeah. And been like, thanks, mm-hmm. we did it. As soon as Hulk left. Yeah. And I guess on that level, like, it wouldn't, I mean, sure, it would be an alternate timeline, a timeline where that happened. But, like, I, I, I like to think her explanation she shows the dark timeline if the time stone if she's like if i give you the time stone this is what happens uh it's to me it's a reference to dr strange the movie where he needs that time stone to stop dormammu from destroying earth so yeah. if he, she gives it to hulk and hulk doesn't bring it back then yeah. earth loses like two years earlier yeah and and so uh, you know but it, it taking a little 30 second trip uh is fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a temper to give to him and, yeah. and Dormammu will be stopped. Uh, but I, it's, it, it, they definitely established early on because there's, you know, all kinds of different time travel, you know, media and different rules and everything. And this movie is like, you know, you're probably most familiar with the back to the future style of time travel. And this is not it. They say yeah. it like three different times. Yeah. Like, don't think about back to the future. That's wrong. Yeah. And, uh, 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 Scott Lang has a great line about, and he was like, <laughs> you mean that was all bullshit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, when they're, they're getting ready to do the test and, and War Machine's like, well, why don't we just go back and kill Thanos as a baby? Yeah. And, uh, he's like, what makes you think it works like that? And they start listing all these time all the travel movies. movies. Yeah. 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 And then, and then Scott goes, die hard. Wait, no, that's not one of yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Such a yeah. great, Great moment. But yeah, they, they definitely established the rules. Like what happened in the past happened in the past. And they're basically really just dimension hopping. They're hopping to a dimension where it is 2012 and not to, or they're going to the past of another dimension, you know, sure. another alternate reality, basically. And uh, it's 
It's uh, and and you know the, the things they do affect the future of that, but not their own past, right? Uh, which keeps things neat and contained, but also makes a lot of messes because we see Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract and vanishes, and that is not resolved. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that. Wide open. So there, that's another. That's a different timeline where yeah, Loki is on the loose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and. So you may have heard this. Um, there's a, a rash of Disney Plus Marvel shows coming out, and one of them is called Loki. Ah. And Tom Hiddleston's going to be in it. Nobody really knows what it's about, uh, but maybe that. Okay. <laughs> maybe what that Loki does once he gets the Space Stone cool. and escapes. Because yeah. that changes yeah the whole MCU history from, from then on. Uh-huh. At least in that um, timeline. In that timeline, that's right. Um, so the the other big piece of that time heist, uh, the Battle for New York storyline that I'm I, I really enjoy is aside from all the the cool like seeing the the aftermath of the end of that movie, um, where they tie you know Avengers to the Winter Soldier by having Robert Redford come in yeah. and reprise his role, uh-huh. and um, they do like a great fake out on the elevator yeah, fight scene fantastic where it's it's the perfect reversal they're all in the elevator and cap's the one who gets on yeah and then you know and we get the sense too i at least the way i think of it is this 2023 captain america has also grown and changed as a character a lot and you almost get the sense that the 2012 captain america wouldn't even if he knew everything he knew wouldn't have said hail hydra like ever oh, for yeah. any reason right he would have just beat all those guys up and uh this captain america is like i'm i'm getting old like i don't yeah. want to fight i just i i know the shortcut i know yeah. the secret phrase i'm just gonna take this and leave and I, I think that is that shows the real growth with him and then also he he swears twice in this movie uh yeah. and the second time is when he runs into himself and he says, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> and, yeah. and that Captain America thinks it's Loki, of course. Yeah. And they have this awesome cap cat versus cat battle. So it's funny. The, the 2012 Captain America, I initially thought that was Loki who had just stolen the stone. <laughs> like okay. Confronting him and like yeah. taunting him by like being him, you know, cause we saw mm-hmm. him do that once. We, yeah briefly um but it it makes much more sense for it to have been actually um yeah but that was fun to kind of see him fight himself um and he he was like i can do this all day and he's like ah i know i know (laughs) it's i think the main reason why he didn't say it at the end to thanos because he heard how it sounded he's like i'm not gonna say that (laughs) but I, i i do love that fight i like the idea of you got the 2023 captain who's probably not been that much of a superhero for the last five years. Yeah. He, he, we don't know that, but we get the sense maybe he's not in tip top form. Plus he's like 39, I think at this point. Uh-huh. And then he's got himself who's 11 years younger. Um, and, but he's also just came out of a, you know, probably the biggest fight of his life. So he might be a little exhausted. Yeah. So they're pretty evenly matched, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, the 2023 captain has to rely on real life spoilers to get out of that fight right. where he tells him Bucky's alive. <laughs> I, I like that idea. It's the equivalent of somebody saying, you know, like Iron Man dies like, <laughs> just to win an argument, you know, just to ruin something, yeah. but it's enough. It gets him free. 
Um, and uh, so that that's the 2012 piece. And then, of course, when they screw up with Loki, they go back to 1970, which I was really not expecting at yeah, all, like a, a further time neat. travel shot. We see... Um, not only do we see like it's that's the the base that Captain America trained at. Obviously, we saw that base get blown up in Winter Soldier. So we get like they they tie these locations like together over and over and over again. New York City, yeah. and this this base and Tonsberg, Norway, yeah. which I I absolutely love that. Um, but we also get to see um, you know Howard Stark happens to be there, which uh-huh. is great. And uh, Hank Pym, we yep. get a little bit of Michael Douglas. Yeah. He's got, you see his helmet, this big metal helmet <laughs> yeah. with the antenna. Ridiculous and that is, helmet. that is his like 1960s costume, like from the comic books. <laughs> so it's a nice little throwback. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like part scientist, part, you know, he's clearly being Ant-Man in the 70s here, you know. So it's, it's it was a great genre, of course, and we get to see Cap kind of, remember peggy and and see her yeah uh 15 years later yeah. 25 years later um the so from there and then of course they get he grabs a couple extra pen particles too i guess in case they drop another one or yeah. whatever <laughs> um but then of course the the soul stone getting the soul stone of vormir is another tough scene it's it's even tougher because then the first vormir scene because we only really cared if Gamora died the first time, you right. know, but we don't want either one of these characters to sacrifice yeah. themselves. And so the, and and, they're, they're fighting to see who can sacrifice themselves. Yes. Um, and very interestingly, like, cause it, initially you're like, yeah, I don't, I kind of like, yeah, it's gotta be Barton, but like he does, if they succeed, he does have the chance to see his family again. Yeah. And his family needs him, yeah. you know? And not to say that, you know, uh, Natasha's family doesn't need her, but, you know, I, I totally see where she's coming from. And, you know, it's just such a tough thing. And they're both such heroic figures that they both are just, like, rushing to, like, throw themselves off this cliff. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, that becomes, you know, we get all these different reversals on yeah. that. It's great uh, and terrible. Let's see, and then and then we we did. I briefly mentioned it, but I absolutely loved uh, Quill's singing "Come and Get Your Love," but without the benefit of the backing track. Yeah, and so he's like off key, like off, off key, and he's just spinning around. <laughs> yeah, and Rhodey's like, oh, oh, so this guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and they just clunk him on the head. <laughs> yeah, I like how anticlimactic that was. Yeah. Um, He's not a he's not a threat to those two. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because especially like and it sort of like retcons a little bit of you know Guardians. You sort of see him like waltzing in and like you're like, oh man, this guy's too cool for school. Like he's got his headphones on. He's like stealing. Like he's lockpicking the thing. He's got all this fancy stuff to steal this. Like I think he's really cool and like he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do love that. Yeah, me me too. I, it's interesting. I was thinking about it how um, unsuited uh, some of these people were for the the task that they had. Uh, so we have, um, you know, Hulk, who's got all his muscles, and his job was to get the Time Stone from the Sorcerer Supreme, and he has 
no chance against her yeah. whatsoever. You know, like she's she's not threatened by him. He is not a threat to her at all. Yeah. Uh, it's only when he's able to reason with her that he gets the stone. Uh-huh. And then we got Captain America, who's able to get the scepter pretty good, but then he has to fight himself. You know, right. and he, he sees himself there and. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see how, like, they just were all wrong for it. Nebula was, like, the wrong person to send to 2014 because yeah. she, like, you know. It, and then, of course, she got Clint and Nat. And I don't know what they would have done if they had sent two people who were just kind of, like, casual acquaintances yeah. um, there. But that was just a tragic pairing because they're like, okay, well, we're here now. So, you know, yep. one of us best friends has to yeah. kill themselves. Yeah. It's so, it's almost like they went out of their way to pick the worst person for each job. And, and yet, if presumably if they had done anything differently, yeah, it wouldn't have worked because this exactly. is the one set of circumstances, the one timeline that Doctor Strange mm. saw and said. And I, I like that when uh, later on when um, Tony is like, "Is this it? Is this the timeline?" <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "If I I can't tell you, or it won't work." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then he does. He gives them the finger. Yeah. Like he holds up the one. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think, like yeah, that. he's kind of like saying like, this is it. This is what it comes down to. Make your move now. Um, yeah. This is it. This is the timeline. Yeah. So I liked, I really liked that. Um, all right. So I don't want to jump ahead too much. So we've talked about the heists. They get the infinity stones. They unsnap everybody, but Thanos shows up. And mm-hmm. now everything matters again, and they've got to fight him again. Um, yeah. Like we've established, he has revised his plan. Like this time, it's for all the marbles. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no chance of undoing it if they fail this time. But this time, the difference is instead of the team being split in like three different fronts, they're all there now yep. together. And that was the the key that was missing in Infinity War. And that's what Tony, you know, kind of is yelling at Captain about at the beginning of this. He's like, you weren't there when we needed you. Yeah. And so Tony ended up on Titan and the rest were in Wakanda and they were they were just all split. So now they're all there, you know, it, at the, the site of the old Avengers headquarters, which is completely unrecognizable at this point. It's this giant crater in the ground. It looks like they're fighting on an alien yeah, planet. Yeah, I thought that I, I liked the, the art design of that. It, yes. it, it definitely like sort of removed them from this plane of existence and was like, this uh-huh. is like, this is taking place almost on an insulated level. Like, even though it's not clearly, but yeah. like, it's like, it gave it, it gave the battle some, like the feeling of like a battle um, of gods, you know, like, yeah. you know, at the end of time, right. you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, I, uh, that, so I, I, I like the first where it's, it's the three of them fighting. It's just Iron Man, Captain America and Thor fighting them and they're they're fighting together but it's still not enough yeah. to stop him and it's only and then of course he knocks out Thor and he knocks out Iron Man and it's just Captain America and he's in his shield is all destroyed yeah. and he has to face down and that's when it's revealed that he's brought his whole army with them yep. including like the Black Order who were these really difficult to defeat enemies when they were split up last time and now they're all here together and it's just just captain versus the whole thing and there's a shot that's amazing that's that wide shot that shows him on one side and the whole army on the other yeah yeah it's good stuff and then uh his army shows up you know the 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 avengers army and i i thought that was awesome the um the portals um opening Mm -hmm. up and like you can sort of see in the background like where they're all coming from like you see wakanda in the background and like you Mm -hmm. see um 
I, I thought that was that was really cool and um, definitely kind of get to see like everybody gets a little like second or two of screen time like everybody who's been in a movie like they give they, yeah. you know and some people get more than others but like everybody yeah. got a few seconds of screen time yes exactly everybody had their part to play and could do something which was great uh, during the battle um, they had a great sequence where um it, all the the women uh had like a an attack run um yeah uh i thought that was a a neat little uh moment to uh it, i mean sort of unrealistic that that would just sort of happen like <laughs> sure uh you know in in the flow of battle that but but it was it was neat to see uh to see that uh yeah. of course it was that i can't remember was that when captain marvel showed up Yes. Okay. And she has to get it, and he says, "I don't know how you're going to get through all of that." That's right. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They show up to to do that, and I think that's right before. Yeah, it is before. Or I'm sorry, it's after Scarlet Witch shows up, and yep. she's still like, like I mean, Vision just died for her like maybe a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. So and she's so mad. she's she's mad, and we see her power. She's she probably could have killed Thanos right then. She's and there. holding her own, yeah, with Thanos. Yeah, and she if I would probably say like if she wasn't so she seems almost intent on making him suffer yeah and like she's taking her time with it yeah she probably could have killed him just killed him right because she's that mad but she's clearly like peeling his armor off of him yeah and he's in a great deal of pain yep uh it's 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 definitely a dark moment for her character but we see her true power yeah uh she's almost certainly we have to assume the uh probably the equal of captain marvel she has less maybe experience with her powers uh-huh. But they both have similar sources, yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me to see Scarlet Witch be like the other, like linchpin of yeah. the Avengers. Absolutely, you know, at least the Earthbound ones, because she didn't seem to have much. Her problem was with Thanos's ship, not him. Yeah, and and uh, more which, just that moment of surprise that allowed Thanos to escape. You know, exactly, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, that that whole extended sequence was amazing. Did you see? Um, did you have any inkling that that Captain America was going to wield Mjolnir? No, I had no idea. But uh, yeah. I thought that was they, they. I mean, like in the moment, I was like, they keep cutting back to this hammer sitting here. Somebody's <laughs> going to pick it up. And uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And and Thor's reaction was really cool too. That he was yeah. like, I knew it. You know, and he was excited <laughs> yeah. for him. Yeah, um, that was cool. And <laughs> then later on, somehow uh, Thor ends up with Mjolnir. And Captain America is holding what's the other one called? The axe. Oh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. And Thor's like, no, 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 give me that one. You have the little one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they trade. I, I, it's great. I, I think we see Stormbreaker too, where Thanos actually is wielding Stormbreaker for a minute, and you get that sense like, man, I, I bet he wishes he had that enchantment on Stormbreaker, just like it's on Mjolnir, you yeah. know, because he was pushing it into Thor's chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. And it's only because. Cap's able to pick up Mjolnir to save him, yeah. you know, because uh-huh. I, I love how they, they make it so you can't, you I mean, you kind of figure out what's happening, but you see it lift off the ground, like, straight up, instead of, like, flying towards Thor. Yeah. And then it goes flying from behind Thor, right. you know, it's like, well, Thor couldn't have thrown that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, where did that come from? <laughs> it's great. Uh, Tons of great I, little, like, moments in there. Um I'm glad Spider-Man got a, a little bit of time to carry the the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. He had some fun stuff. Um, 
Oh, he, uh, he got to use instant kill mode. Yes, that was great. <laughs> and, great callback. Uh, we got to see Pepper Potts in her suit. Yes, that was pretty cool. Called uh, when she's in that suit uh, in the comics, she's called Rescue. That's Rescue. the name of her. Oh, that's good. That's, that's her good. superhero name. Yeah. Um, so that that was something they've kind of they kind of teased a little bit in Iron Man three, where she got to wear a suit for like a minute. Yeah. You know, and, and they so talked about we it got briefly to actually see it. about. Tony yeah. was like, "Oh, that was something I gave your mother, but she never wears anything I buy her, right, or anything right. I get her." Um, so we knew that like Tony was making her suits, but so yeah. that, that was fun to yeah. see that. Um, I was happy, you know. I I I love um, the Peter Quill character and the Guardians, so I was happy to see Drax and um, yeah. Groot and Peter Quill again, and. Um, so that was good. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like, so, you know, he's seeing Gamora, who he thought he had lost, but yeah. it's it's not the same Gamora. It's it's yeah. She's never seen him before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. So presume so, presumably Nebula told her because she she says to Nebula, "This guy." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, it was either him or uh, a tree." A tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that. That whole sequence was amazing. I like the fake out where you think they're going to like the van becomes like the new target, you yeah. know, and then Thanos destroys it. Yeah. And it becomes a one on one fight with him and Captain Marvel. Yeah. We've already seen her destroy the ship and then Thanos like headbutts her and it just like bounces off her head. It yeah. doesn't do anything to her. But he does a smart like Thanos thing to do, which is he pulls just one of the stones out since he can't use the gauntlet because uh-huh. she's got her hand around it. So he's like, well, I can just take a stone out. And punch her with it. Yeah. And you see that look on her face where she's like, crap. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's figured out. And then she's like out for the rest of the fight. Yeah. Um, uh, I imagine that would have killed just about anybody else. Uh-huh. But it's enough. Um, and in that moment, I think is when Tony sees like, okay, you can just pop these out real quick. Like, yeah, I've mm-hmm. he presumably had, you know, built his gauntlet to, to <laughs> hold them as well. Yeah. And you see him run up and sort of, you think at first he's just trying to do exactly what Captain Marvel is trying to do, which was just hold on to it, prevent him from snapping. Yeah. Um, and you're like, ah, crap, he gets thrown off super easily. Uh, but yeah, he had he yeah. had taken the stones in that in that split second. I, I love that yeah, scene. Yeah, he swept him. But, yeah, it's fantastic. It's definitely the advantage of Stark tech over, you know, a golden gauntlet, you know, because yeah. <laughs> you see them all like sliding around along the surface of his yeah. suit, you know. He's he's definitely thought of that. And it's amazing. I, I remember they do a good job of not showing you, you know, the back of that gauntlet uh, after, you know, once Tony Stark grabs it. Uh-huh. And so he's like swept them off and then he does his snap and Thanos has his line. You yeah. know, I am inevitable. Yeah. Which is another one. That's the third time we heard it because we hear the future Thanos say it twice uh-huh. uh, once and then again in the recording. And then, you know, Thanos is like, oh, I like the way that sounds. Yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs> and that like metallic, like snapping, you know, instead of the loud, like thunderclap we got the other times, it's just a thunk. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then we slowly watch the stones creep up Iron Man's gauntlet. It was great. Yeah. Um, it did get get me. I, so I, I've said this from the beginning that I was spoiled. I knew Iron mm-hmm. Man was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, it still got me, man. Like that yeah. scene was played well. Um, Peter Parker gets a little time with them. Yeah. Repeats the line, 
that he said to him when he was fading away. Like he apologized mm. to Tony, he said, I'm sorry. And yeah. it didn't make sense. And then the roles were reversed and he still said it to him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a little heartbreaking. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Pepper Potts has the line, the callback to say like, you know, we did it. You can rest now. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, that was, that was heavy. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah. Completely, completely earned. It was well job. I, I, I think, I think the, I, cause I got spoiled on it too, actually. I, I uh, was reading a forum on Reddit and it was unrelated. It was cause I was, I, I knew like the movie had come out, I think Thursday, like Thursday night at midnight or maybe Wednesday night. And I knew I wasn't going to get to see it till Sunday. Uh-huh. So I was avoiding things, but I was still looking at other parts on the internet and I was on a super Nintendo subreddit and, and somebody had po- made a post that was uh, designed to spoil. It was like looking for a good recommendation for a game and, and then, like in the body of it, they're like, "I saw saw Infinity, I saw Endgame, and Iron Man dying made me really sad, so uh, I need a game." And I, and I was like, "I was like, ah, jerk." But also, it's a spoiler, but it's also not like knowing what you know going into it. Like Robert Downey Jr. is not going to do it forever. Yeah, and his contract was up, and chances are, like he's you know, like he, that's a sacrifice that makes sense. Like oh, yeah. that all tracks. Yeah, and I, I think I think that that it absolutely works and pays off for the character because he from New York, he has struggled, mm-hmm. you know, with guilt, with with rage, with not knowing, like with that the feeling of of being inadequate. Like mm-hmm. he has struggled and struggled and struggled, mm-hmm. and he already tried to mm-hmm. sacrifice himself once, mm-hmm. you know, and and did so essentially. Um, it was just luck that he. Yeah. didn't die that time mm-hmm. um, when he took the warhead to through the yeah. portal. Um, so it's been in him the whole time, you know, and I think that that was, I don't want to talk about like destiny or anything, but I think that that was something that he always was comfortable working towards, mm-hmm. you know, despite him creating this, this, this life. I, I mean, I think he always sort of, I see his characters as always been moving towards this. Absolutely. I, I think this movie, what makes it great is that it's kind of impossible to spoil in a sentence or like, you know what I mean? You almost need like to tie someone to a chair yeah. to, sp- to spoil this because <laughs> uh, it's just so much you would need to convey. Yeah. Because uh, knowing that Iron Man dies doesn't really tell you how or why or when, you right, know, right. like you could almost think it happens in the beginning of this film, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, although it wouldn't because that's silly, but uh, when he's, you know, comes back and he's super sick and, or, you know, you think he's about to die in space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic scene. And of course it's capped off by a really great, um, you know, falling action yeah. uh, sequence where, you know, of course we have the funeral where we get to see all the, all the, the players at Tony yep. Stark's funeral. Now I have a question there. Yeah. There was somebody towards the back who was a young man. I didn't know yeah. who it was. So that is the character Harlan Keener from Iron Man 3, the kid from Iron Man 3, all grown up. The kid? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. then there were a couple of people behind him that I assumed that were just extra. Uh, so I let me pull up to the thing here so yeah it was harley and then 
Um, let's see. There were like two people behind him before it sort of pans over to see Nick Fury on the porch. Um, oh, so those people were Maria Hill and um, William Hurt. Uh, so Maria Hill was, you know, the the shield person with Nick Fury. And then I did the not other even was, recognize her there. That's yeah, that's crazy. And then yeah, and then um, and then Hurt is you know the Secretary uh, of Defense. Okay. Was, yeah, and I mean, he was been in a lot. He was a general. He was from the right, first right. from okay. Hulk. Yeah, all gotcha, the way through. Yeah, you don't get it. It's not a great shot of Maria Hill, and she's got different hair. She's got longer hair uh-huh. than we last saw her. Um, and then <clears throat> Hurt is like off to the side. Um, Thaddeus Ross is the character's name. Okay. And yeah, it was good to it was good to sort of see everybody there, like you know, it, sort of like a um, like mirroring some of the the stuff the the imagery in the battle. You know, when you sort of got to see all the groups coming out together, like in their their power and their glory, and then you saw them standing together in their grief. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. Uh, uh, sort of a nice symmetry to that. Absolutely. Uh, And then after that, we get um, Captain America is the one who's been designated who has to return the stones. Mm -hmm. And then he he returns them, but then he doesn't come back Uh, or he does, but he comes back. um, And it's it's been a very long time for him. Mm -hmm. He's he's aged. I thought the uh, old age effects were pretty successful. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was fine with it. And yeah, and so he because he's lived his life, and so let me, uh, let me make sure I understand what that happened there. He sure. purposefully went after he'd returned them. He purposefully went back past where he was supposed to stop, back to presumably the fifties or the seventies, who knows where, and mm-hmm. spent a life with I guess the fifties and spent a life with Margaret, um, mm-hmm. and then. I guess while they those guys were working on that, just like drove up and parked and walked up and sat on that bench, like. So I think <clears throat> he didn't zap back there of, as an old man, did he? So one of the things I think he he might have done because if you think about it, because I when I first saw this, I was like, oh, they broke their own rule because yeah. he can't change the past. Which means he can't live in their past and be an old man yeah. in their present, you know, because then he would have changed it. He could have talked to any of them or done anything and changed it. So I think that he went and lived his life uh, with uh, Peggy Carter. Um, he saved, we saw him grab an extra um, pin particle in the lab back in the 70s. And he, when he's, you know, towards the end of his life, uh, you know, he, or maybe for effect, he decides I'll go ahead and zap. So he zaps back because basically he's at that point hopping dimensions to come back to his prime timeline, you know? So I think that's what he did. I think he lived his life in basically an alternate dimension and then came back. I just don't understand why he didn't pop back into the, the the machine they were using. Maybe to give them, I was thinking about this, when I was watching it this time and I'm thinking uh, either just to make an entrance because he can <laughs> look, why wouldn't he? And, but also maybe to give them a chance to accept that something went wrong, you know, okay. and like get the sense of like, Oh, he's not coming back. Oh wait, there he is. Instead of like him just f- like co- going away and then coming back as a, like a hundred year old man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and like, maybe he doesn't want them to think they screwed up somehow. Right. Right. <laughs> like even for a second, he doesn't want to give them that impression. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe he's tired. He wanted to sit down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's super old. Um, I he, think they've he, they kind of did the math because the screenwriter said that he went back to 1948. Oh, okay. To to live with Peggy, and um, not too long for her to move on, but enough time. You know, I guess I, I'm not sure why he picked that year, but um, and then and so that would make him, I think, 106. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Assuming that he left he lived to like 2023 and then just like hopped over to this timeline. Um, but I guess he could have, you know, come over at any time. Yeah. Uh, but he of course has got the super soldier serum. So who maybe he gets to live to be 150. Who yes. Knows? They've um, his, his contracts up too, and he's not expected to be in any more movies, but um, when there was a very literal passing of the, the, the flame passing yes. of the baton there. Um, when he yeah, gave absolutely. The shield to Sam. But they, they did leave the door open. There's always a comic book thing. They could find a way to de-age him or something if yeah. he ever wanted to come back. Or they could at least go visit Old Man Cap for advice. Right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> who, who knows? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so passing the shield off to Falcon, uh, another Disney Plus series um, that I think was supposed to come out this fall. Everything's getting pushed uh, because of the virus. But um, it's called uh, Falcon and... Is it, it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to get it wrong. Um, yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And so it's going to it's gonna star uh, those two guys. And the Falcon is got a new uniform that looks kind of like uh, Captain America slash Falcon. Okay. So, yeah. And the, the, logo is, the logo is the Captain America shield. Cool. So that'll be a good one. This movie definitely kind of set up a couple of uh, branches for those TV shows uh-huh. to... Uh, to live I, off think, of. I think they set up a lot of things. I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that the the new or the next Guardians movie will be him trying to find Gamora. Yeah, I, people have mentioned that uh, that they they could see Guardians three being searched for Gamora. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor's probably going to be in it at some point. Yeah, a, a cameo or it, is you that know, I is that slated to come out before or after the next Thor? So let's take a look. Everything has recently shifted. Um, I'm going to Google MCU timeline. Uh, So, but he, so originally it was supposed to come out, I believe before because guardians three got pushed back because of James Gunn. Yeah. Um, So it was supposed to come out in 2022. And I think, think guardians three got pushed back to 23 okay i don't even think it has a release date actually but they're thinking probably um and chris hemsworth will obviously be in that one too um which they've already announced uh thor love and thunder is what it's gonna be called yeah i've heard that and it's gonna be uh valkyrie is gonna be a big part of it okay um i think she's the love part of it my understanding is that she's the king of Asgard and, and she's got to find a queen and, <laughs> and, uh, and then apparently Natalie Portman is going to be in it. Okay. And, uh, even though she said she wasn't going to do another one, uh, the, the rumor is that she's going to be in it. And Did- just like in, in the comics, she's going to become Thor. Oh, what? Okay. So in the comics, uh, anybody who holds the hammer and we saw it with Captain America gets the power of Thor. Ah, okay. And, I was going to ask you that. All right. Yeah. And, and so, and that's part of what Odin said, you know, if you be worthy, shall wield the uh, yeah. power of Thor. And so, 
uh, in the comics, Jane Foster becomes uh, Thor, and the 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 book is called Mighty Thor, and she's she's Thor, okay. <laughs> and also Jane Foster, so she's an astrophysicist and a uh, Asgardian god. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of the the premise of of this next one, but of course Taika Waititi is going to do it, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, um, yeah, man. Uh, it's hard to believe that we've gotten to where we are right now. Right? So I, like I said, um, at the very beginning, and I I don't know what it was. Like, you know, Megan was very excited to, to watch this. And you, you and you, I had been texting, um, and, you know, and you were like, are you excited? And I was like, yeah. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, I, I'm more worried than excited. Because I was worried that, that knowing knowing um you know that iron man was gonna die having a pretty good idea that they were gonna like figure out a way to unsnap like i was like where where is the drama where am i gonna be drawn into this like if i know some of these big things that are gonna happen or have a good idea and man it did it anyway yeah um and 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 like i said they they were smart enough about resetting the stakes like Mm -hmm. if it were just about unsnapping and then like it they did a great job of making it count again yeah um because it it could have been real anticlimactic um you know but i i I like i love the way they they handled it i love that it was time travel um you know that's always fun oh yeah time it's like it's one of my it's like my two favorite things you know marvel movie plus time travel movie it's great (laughs) So it was fantastic. I'm 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 so glad that we have gone on this journey. I uh you know, we're not done. We're not done. But uh <laughs> No, we're not done. We got one more film. I got a little a little trivia for you. Oh, give me some trivia. Uh so this film is the highest grossing film of all time. 2.796 billion dollars. Wow. Um adjusted for inflation, it's number 5, but it's still incredible when you see like everything else on the top five. The most recent, besides this, which came out in 2019, is Avatar, which came out in uh, 2009. The other movies are from the 90s, and then of course, number one, Forever, is Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah. Uh, so like the longer a movie's out, the more it has chance to get more money at the box office because of re-releases, and then of course, the further back it was, the more inflation kicks in and jacks up yeah. the price. So it's still insane that it's number five, because yeah. uh, considering it came out last year. Yeah. Um, and so it's. Uh, and not only was it a huge box office hit, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score ninety four percent, audience score of ninety percent. Uh-huh. They could have really. Um, it, it's so hard to nail the end of a series. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in media is yeah. to make a satisfying conclusion to a multi movie or multi season arc. And anybody who's ever worked on one of those will tell you that. Well, uh, and, and just look at you know recent franchises doing that like. You know, mm-hmm. even ones that did it well, like look at something like Harry Potter. Like there were still people yeah. that were really upset about certain things. If and yeah. um, look at the contention over, you know, the the Star Wars, um, the the latest Star Wars trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people weren't on board with that. So, you know, it, I, I I totally agree with you. That is one of the the hardest things to wrap up something neatly and and tidily, but also hitting all the notes that you want to hit. Yeah. And I, I would say that Endgame is an unqualified success. Like sure, they yeah. completely did it. Uh, 
and it just completely stuck the landing and did a great job. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Brie Larson shot Captain Marvel uh, or shot her scenes um, in this movie in Endgame before she shot the film Captain Marvel. Oh, wow. So just because of the production timeline, even though it came out a few months before, um, of course, this film was shot back to back with Infinity War. And so they had to do all the Captain Marvel stuff before Captain Marvel was finished. Yeah. They were working, you know, to make sure that everything matched up. Um, similar to how they had to do it with Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War. Those didn't, like, match up quite so much, but they still had to have a lot of conversations about, like, what are you doing? Because obviously they would have to be filming all the Thor stuff, Infinity War, before Thor Ragnarok hit theaters. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the timeline. Another kind of mind-blowing fact about the timeline is they had to shoot all the quantum scenes, all the scenes with the time travel, before they had a chance to design the suits they would be wearing. So that hmm. means that anytime you see those quantum suits, they're 100% CGI. Interesting. Uh, they never made a real one ever those wow. were completely fabricated with the computer huh. and so it's it's one of those uh shots and i think we've talked about it on this podcast where you notice a bad cgi shot but you don't notice the thousands and thousands and thousands that are successful right and that's the point and you don't realize until you see something like that or you hear something like that how successful cgi technology is yeah <laughs> because those look like real close yeah. but not only are they not like they hadn't even designed what they would look like when they were shooting that scene <laughs> Uh, it, it makes sense when you see they're all nanotech that can like, vanish in an instant, you right. know, but you would expect there would be, you know, some like here, like what they call like a hero piece, like something that actually exists to be shot, you know, mm-hmm. for like close ups or whatever. But all CGI. Also, Captain Marvel suit was the same way because they hadn't finished designing that yet huh. either. Fascinating. <laughs> so, and they, they yeah. kind of they made a joke about like her hair being different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that's. Um, kind of inspired by the comic books uh, a little yeah. bit. That was her hairstyle there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 kind of they and they they mentioned it. The production design people were talking about how it's so tight now, especially these Marvel movies that are all planned out with release dates like four years in the future. And Phase Four has them. Of course, they all had to move because of coronavirus uh, shutting down production everywhere. But everybody just moved back one slot. You know, uh-huh. these slots exist. But because of all the marketing. Uh, all the tie-ins and everything like that, they really have to hit that bullseye. They can't be late on a, making this movie because it, they've got all these other promotions coming from all these different directions yeah. and they really got to hit their mark. And so, like, they can't be held up on something like we haven't designed the costume yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it all just... They're like, we'll figure it out later. Yep. And it's it's bananas that it works. It yeah. shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> um, there was an early concept to have 2014 Thanos kill the Avengers of his time and then go to 2023 hmm. uh, with the decapitated head of Captain America. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's how he was going to, like, kind of open the fight was like, you know, you sure you want to fight me? Look what I just did. <laughs> and it was they never shot it or anything. They were like, this is a little too dark. <laughs> it's a little too a little too much. But they definitely wanted to have that, you know. That that's something 2014 Thanos would do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Before I go kill Earth in 2023, I'm just going to go ahead and kill this Earth now that I've ignored. But now that I see that they're a problem, I'm going to wipe them out. Yeah. This huh. is uh, um, we have uh, five community cast members to be in the MCU with this film. Of course, the Russo brothers 
uh, you know, were a big part of the of community when it was on. Um, we had Danny Pudi in Winter Soldier, uh-huh. Jim Rash in Civil War. All right. Uh, Donald Glover was in Homecoming, which of course wasn't a Russo uh, film, but it was still yeah. MCU. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Yvette Nicole Brown and Ken Jong are in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So a nice little community tie in yep. there. Yeah, uh, I just then, need Joel McHale. Yeah, I know, right? So Joel McHale was in Spider-Man 2, uh, the Dr. Octopus one from oh. like 2004. <laughs> Not part of the MCU, <laughs> okay. but he's actually been... So he's been in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, um, they were joking that like in a future Spider-Man movie, he should reprise his role as <laughs> an unnamed banker, I think. That's <laughs> his character. Yeah. Uh, my last bit of trivia I have for you is Scott Lang's storage locker. It's blink and you'll miss it, but it's... it. There's like a sign on his locker that, you know, where the the van's being kept. Uh, and it says Lang 616. And 616 is the numerical designation of the Marvel Comics, like, uh, universe. I mean, uh, the, the one in the in the comics. Like, oh, there's all these different, like, Earths and, like, uh, alternate timelines yeah, and everything. Yeah. And so the main continuity in the comics is uh, 616. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, so it's a neat little... You know, they they threw that number in there. Yeah. Uh, so there's not much to fitting into the larger narrative, obviously. Just like Infinity War, everything's been building to this. Yeah. And uh, Infinity Watch, all the stones are back to where they belong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, until, and the, really, next, until the next bad guy tries to get them. Yeah, and the 2023 20, stones are destroyed. They're gone. So the yeah. next bad guy needs to have time travel right. to get them. <laughs> Uh, all right. So how would you rank this one, Nick? Oh, it, it was great. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was great. It's, it's right up there. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard at this point with 22, it's 20, it's 22 now. This was 22. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard at this point to, to just, um, to start ranking 22 movies, but I mean, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, um, it's probably up there in the top five ish. Okay. So. Uh, I've done this before and I've changed them all around, but maybe homework uh, for the next movie. Oh yeah, is, that'd be fun. To, sit down and, and kind them. of make your order, and then then when you watch the last one, kind of see where it slots in. Okay, you know. Okay, okay. That could be fun. Um, speaking of that, how much do you know about next week's film? Uh, I know it's um, Pirates of the Caribbean four. <laughs> On Stranger Shores, on Stranger Tides. I don't know those movies. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home. Spider-Man, Far From Home. What do you know about it? Nothing. Nothing? Uh, presumably he's going somewhere far from home. <laughs> Back to space? Back to think? space, maybe. Back to space. Uh, so do you think it takes place after this movie or before, kind of like Ant-Man? Uh, no, I would I would guess after. Um, I would okay. guess this is a standalone this is going to be our first post-in-game standalone. That's my guess. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. And well, it's going to be small. You know, he's still in high school. I think we're going to see go back to small stakes. It's going to be like just him. Also, no more Tony to, um, you know, sort of bail him out of trouble. So I think this is going to be his his coming of age uh, solo story. Interesting. All right. Um, so. Now that we've seen the big climax, the big culmination of all these movies, where's your interest meter at? Are you, you are you done? Are you ready to see the next one? Or are you excited to see more of these? So yeah, I mean, like I, it, you know, it's it's 
roller coaster and peaked and like it's, it's very high. I'm I'm glad to see this resolved and sort of wrapped up and with us is all building to. Um, yeah, I'm still excited to see some of these characters. Like I I, I like the characters, so uh, you know I think it it's um I like I like Tom Holland as Spider Man. Um, the first one was hilarious. Um, mm. so I'm yeah I'm lo- definitely looking forward to it. All right, well, Nick, you got to watch this. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on email at yougottowatchthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Facebook or Instagram at yougottowatchthispodcast or on Twitter at gotta underscore watch. Thanks.